30 hours. I feel like so. I did, I did dinner. Stopped eating after dinner. Went to bed, which is easy. Yeah. The day was not too bad until like when I got home from work. Yeah. That was tough. And then, yeah, I got to bed, yeah. which I didn't think I could do. Okay. I got to bed, and then I woke up, and I feel like I could have gone like longer. Yeah. Because once you're up, you're just like rocking the day. Yeah. And smashing coffee crazy helps coffee and then i've never done it but some people do like salt water or salt in their tea yeah but if you overdo it then you can feel sick because you're yeah. drinking salt and your body's like oh, what yeah, are yeah. you doing here so um you guys want to get started yeah yeah exactly. all right hell yeah let's go asa detroit i'm i am mark uh we're gonna introduce ourselves left to right you go first okay uh hey i'm louis d michael and what do you do uh right now i ad hoc video edit for people and do stand-up comedy hell yeah now are you doing that like ad hocing video like you're doing that full time yeah so by day uh i'm working with three or four different content creators but wow. i'm trying to hone in on one and just be an exclusive editor for one person because it's so much easier to just work with one wow person. so that's amazing man it's it's barely making ends meet but we're doing it yeah hell yeah and it's enough to keep doing comedy so that's what's up yeah. All right, and who are you, sir? I am Andrew Yang, and I am in love with <laughs> Tim Rayburn. Uh, my name is, I'm Brett Hayden, and uh, I do stand-up comedy. And you're a producer. Yeah. That's okay. m- most of my income these days. Yeah. And now are you, so are you fully doing, like, I'm fully doing business? stand-up, but like Louie, it's just enough to get by to keep doing it, or just keep, just this. Yeah. Yeah, like, rent, and then some, oh, she, some... If we don't quite make the make the money, it can be a little dicey. But yeah, yeah, uh, like the money I make from doing stand up goes right into the gas tank, and and pretty much maybe food on the road. Yeah, and then like I said, the video editing is for rent and stuff like that. And the, okay, and then are you guys like you said like on the road? Like, are you guys now? Uh, how long, first of all, how long you been doing this for? Both you guys? Uh, it'll be ten years in October. Wow. I just passed seven. Okay, so you guys are deep. October. You guys <laughs> yeah, are deep. D- yeah, we're getting there. Um. All right. So I have some. I have like a million questions. I literally have a million questions for you guys. But first, so so like the whole concept is, I uh, invite someone on. Like we had talked, and then that person picks the crew. So why did you pick Louis as the crew? Uh, do you want the real reason or do you want the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you I want would like the real reason? No, the real reason is uh, the other guy I was going to do it with wasn't available. Okay, but, uh, ouch. Right, ouch. Right. Back no, up. That's just autism talking out loud. No, I yeah, get it. We'll get into that, I'm yeah. sure. But no, sincerely, it was like, uh, Louis was, I was like, who would I like to hang out with and do a podcast with for an hour? And I thought, Louis, I lived with him for a year. I was at his first open mic. Hey, Green door? You no, know, that was like my first... Like official one, uh, it's a weird, it's a kind of sad now. But my first ever open mic was the uh, Michigan State uh, University Student Union. So, uh, so your of, second open mic? Yeah, yeah. You were like my first like would be comedy open mic. But I think I was one of the first friends you made. Definitely. Okay, yeah. and then I also lived with them for a year before I moved to Ann Arbor. So I've just we're just ride or die. Did you yeah. guys go both go to state? Uh, I didn't go to college. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you were just, like, hanging around on camp? Like, how'd you guys meet each other? I was just, uh, at that time, what year was that, 2015? Yeah. I had just graduated, and you were doing mics around Lansing. Cause so, this was summer 2015. Yeah. So, I was 22 at the time, 
And I was just doing as many mics as I could. I didn't care about traveling. So I just was doing a mic in Lansing and he was at it. And I just saw this, you know, this burly dude just pacing (laughs) around going over his notes. And I was like, oh, he's going up tonight, clearly. (laughs) And then, you know, he just looked like every kid who would be, you know, a bully in high school. And then afterwards I find out he's the nicest guy (laughs) ever. And then I'm like, I should not judge people. Yeah, I I have gone through some transformations in the you last are, seven years you are one of the night you are crazy nice oh, so I, I, I would say that. this so like you know i was uh, uh uh i would go out to that uh lansing thing once in a while the parlor uh not the parlor. i never made it to the parlor which okay. i'm really sad about because i want to talk about that because that sounds like one of the awesomest things <laughs> I mean, yeah we peaked. That, I've, I peaked that i've ever <laughs> heard of in my life me, um but no i'd go out to some of those lansing open mics yeah crunchies and yeah and, and that's stuff, like yeah. a tight that's a tight crew. That's a tight crew. Like coming in, it, they're v- everyone is very nice, but it's definitely like you know. I remember walking into Crunchies, and it's like a table of people yep. that all know each other. I'm yep. a little older than everybody, so I got like that. Like I'm thinking about, and so, uh, you know, you don't want to be like over eager, dude. Right. You know, but you're always like the first one. You're like, hey, what's going yeah. on? How you doing? Oh, cool. Nice it's, to meet it's you. It's because you're you're not wrong. Like it is a pretty tight knit group. Yeah. The Lansing comedy scene is. Maybe twenty people, yeah. If that, Ann and Arbor, same thing. Yeah, Ann Arbor is the same way. So those smaller scenes tend to know each other. There's not a huge amount of beef because it's so small. There should not like, be beef. No, yeah, there's no clicking. Anyway. It's like, what are you doing? But um, I can get that. That can semi be intimidating. But at the same time, I'm like, there's twenty of us, so I'm like, I hey, just open open yeah. arms. And if as long as you're not an asshole and you're yeah. trying, you know, your best, I'd say the Lansing scene's pretty agreeable. I agree. Um, and, I agree. You know, I, I, you know, being <laughs> one of twenty, yeah. I, you know, I like to be kind and open to new people. I really like uh, new people in comedy because I'm still of the belief. I'm like, ah, somebody's gonna have something hilarious that's never been said, <laughs> and I want to see that. Yeah. So. Well, you also remember when you start out, like how much it meant to you when someone's even kind and nice to you, because there is yeah. this cor- this sort of like almost we're not rooting for the new guy to fail but you almost expect him to make mistakes like huge ones yeah that's yeah. going to derail the whole show yeah and then you just put yourself in their shoes and be like you know we were there i don't know I, I will i will say yes but i just saw a new dude walk like oh uh-huh. almost an entire show before like a lot of really good comics were gonna go oh, up I'm like, no. Oh. no so you know, I did. I didn't. I didn't take it out on him or anything. But I'm like, new people are allowed to be new. They're allowed to be bad. I did talk to one of my fellow producers. I'm like, maybe we put new people <laughs> later. Later well, in the line. They should, definitely, yeah. you should yeah. be put in the lineup in such a way that you have a like a more established comic follow them to kind of be the bounce back. Yeah. yeah. But what, what I, I don't know. Sometimes watching a new comic who just doesn't quite get it, it can be fun. I saw this girl. She had very good intentions, but she kind of was like. Uh, I, it's hacked to say it at this point, but like a woke, so like social justice yeah. warrior type comedian. And she's performing in front of a predominantly black audience. And the punchline to a joke was racism is bad. And then this <laughs> older black lady yells out, why is your armpit hair purple? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I, was like, I was like, that's worth watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it actually purple or was that old black lady just on point? It was sticking out a little bit and just like the ones like part sticking out (laughs) was purple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. 
I yeah, uh, it was off mic. I'm gonna ask so many more yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, I love watching the train wreck at the mics. It's <laughs> one of my favorite things. Yeah. Except when I, I hosted uh, that's uh, Cave Comedy for a little bit okay. for a brief second, and then when I was the host, it was uh, it was like it's right, that's stressing a me out. Three p.m. show. It's a one p.m. Show. show. So it was like in the the situation I'm talking about. It was like me. And there was two other comics there, yeah. right? Which is classic for that. Yeah. And there was three ladies that were just there to like catch up, yes. and they had didn't want nothing to do with the comedy. Is that a, and it's Sunday afternoon. Right? Sunday afternoon. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, it's like shadow boxing. That's yeah. what I call it. Yeah. It's a shadow boxing. They should call it Sunday shadow boxing. But anyway, uh, he started to interact with them. And he was being edgy, dude. No, oh, no. But like not edgy, funny, like edgy, like just offensive for no reason, like being a jerk, you mm-hmm. know? And I was just like, normally I'm just like, ooh, let's watch the world burn. But when you're like the host, you feel like, I felt like a little responsible. Yeah. And that was terrible. That was terrible. Because when you're hosting slash producing a mic like that, like sure you want to have open artistic yeah. integrity but you also have to be like hey man this is still like somebody else's business <laughs> yes. like we can get kicked out of here <laughs> yes. and if you die yeah. on a hill for some really art yeah then you ruin <laughs> yeah. the mic for everybody yeah. else who like doesn't want to be in it so like i it's a weird fine line where you know when i see an established yeah. comic really going at an issue i'm like yeah. cool they've They've earned it. They know how to do it yeah. professionally. Yeah. But when you see that new guy where I'm like, oh, you don't even know how to be funny to strangers yeah. do it. I'm like, ah, come on. Yeah. I'm just going to ruin a show. Also, full disclosure, at my whole time in Michigan, I've seen that mic. I've wanted to go, especially when Sam was hosting it. I always <laughs> yeah. thought I'd go out Sam's and about do it. I have never done that <laughs> mic because I'm like, ah, dude, open my comedy's punishing enough. I'm like, I don't need to ruin my Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we don't need to ruin some twenty-somethings coffee date. <laughs> yeah, with my just, hot takes. I I've I, I've seen the unicorn shows there happen where yes. it's like packed out and yes. awesome, but yes. it was like once a year. Sam, and, Sam, what, Sam had that place rocking. Yeah. It was cool. There was like, well, first of all, it used to be three to five, which yeah, I don't know yeah. why. That what is it now? Oh yeah, yeah one no. to three. I don't know why it makes it. Did sound they call so the good. show happy hour? Or? No, no. no. Yeah, good three to five on a Sunday. It's a little better. It's a yeah, little better because one p.m. on a Sunday, I just kind of want to hit anybody doing something publicly creative like that. I'm like, God, go chill. Yeah, like, it was sobering. It was sobering, <laughs> and but like sometimes there was like ten comics there. Yeah. So there'd yeah. be 10 comics and like everyone be kind of hang. Anyway, um, all right. So I didn't mean to cut you off. So you were saying how you guys met. Uh, he, he actually ended up being like a really nice dude. And then how old were you at that time? I think I was 23. So you're in, you're like going to classes or you're. No, I, I graduated in December of 2014. And I think I did the union show in January of 2015. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't really start doing comedy consistently until october of 2015 but i did do one or two shows a month in lansing where i met brett and them over the summer um that of summer of 2015 yeah. so yeah if brett was 22 i had to be 23 so. all right now we're gonna go left to right we're gonna go left to right so what made you like start it like what drew you to it because it sounds like you had a lot going on me like as far as like um, you got like a lot of like outside interest you're talking about like doing all the gym stuff yeah and, so no yeah. it was it was kind of wild i've, I've had a lot of like what am i going to do with my life type yeah. of things and Every i did day. i went to michigan state 
graduated uh, with a bachelor's degree in political theory and constitutional oh, wow. democracy. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Uh, was, a, was a lobbyist intern, or really just an intern for a group that had lobbyists, but I yeah. would hang out around the Capitol and saw kind of the, some cool parts of politics yeah. and then like some disgusting parts. And it's all, it's all kind of low rent house of cards at the state level. Really? Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, yeah, there was like, I could go into hilarious emails about like young Republicans and they told them to stop having sex with each other because they had like a chlamydia outbreak. I'm like, how am I getting this email from a government? Like, dude, it had a dot gov email address. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, that was going on. Um, I, I stand up comedy was always in the back of my head because I would just like fake sick as a kid, play with Lego, and watch Premium Blend all day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that must have just imprinted in my skull. Because the only other thing after college I thought about doing was uh, joining the military. And like okay. every time I would go to do it, like a catastrophic life event would happen. Wow. Uh, up into including this knee injury I just had. Yeah. Where I'm like, I th- this is, I don't know if I believe in God, but too many freak accidents yeah. have happened where I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. Until yeah. World War Three or the robots come, I'm not picking up a rifle. So I guess I'll just be a jackass. When did that knee injury happen? Uh, last February. So you were, so as of, you were, you turned 31, you said. I turned 30 and this need to happened almost immediately. So you were, you were, you were having serious thoughts about going to the military as of like a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, the pandemic kind of reawoken it. And yeah. then, uh, 2014, I really nerded out when, um, Russia first invaded Crimea. Yeah. Not funny. I know it was a, po- a comedy podcast, but, yeah, uh, yeah. and so, you know, and I, my dad was in the army okay. uh, as a surgeon, but like I grew up with that culture. Grandpas were all, everybody yeah. served in World War II. It's just kind of in my family culture. Uh, I dated a girl throughout college that is now an officer oh, in wow. the army. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. She hit super hard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sweetheart. Um, but so all that, and then like, ah, Brett, this might hit close to you, but I had a, I had a, uh, um, a, a godfather that was a Navy SEAL, always okay. thought I wanted to be hardcore and do that. And then, yeah, when I was 30, I was talking to guys in my jujitsu gym, uh, and they're like, hey, you're older. Like, yeah. there are jobs specifically recruited towards fellas that are a little bit more mature. I'm like, ooh, more mature. I'm like, I drive around telling people. <laughs> jokes and they're like but you have a brain is developed though yeah right? they're, they're yeah. like yeah but you're not you're not 22 snorting pre-workout yeah. i'm like well yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. but yeah so the anyways uh loquacious story aside i it just kind of became the constant and i've heard so many um i've heard so many kind of cliches about comedy but it's like i eventually you just do it because you have to and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of screwed I yeah. it's like it hits like a drug that I never done before yeah. and since and I love it. Yeah. I love the expression. I finally feel like I'm getting okay at it and I love the traveling. It comes at a cost, but at this point I'm like, ah, I think I'm I'm screwed because I'm in That's deep awesome. and I think I want to keep going. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, sir. I wish we went right to left. <laughs> <laughs> My origin story is not as cool. <laughs> I didn't go to college. I was just 20 and I just needed something to do because I just was like, I took a gap year after high school. I was just yeah. brain dead. And then that gap year started turning into like, you know, a gap year plus six months. And then eventually they were just like, go do something or get out of our house. Oh, wow. This is my grandparents yeah. at the time. 
so I had always wanted to do stand-up, but I wasn't sure how to get into it or if I'd be any good at it. Like, I always wrote jokes because, like, around this time, like, Twitter started and, like, yeah. I was kind of an antisocial kid, like, post-high school. So I was just always, like, writing jokes and things that I thought were funny and always watching comedy. And well, then you were, I did a... I'm sorry. You, you, you said, like, antisocial. You were, like, kind of, like, just doing your own thing a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Like, I was, like, living with my grandparents at the time because, like, my parents they lived in the middle of the country my grandparents lived a little bit closer to like the city for like all the stuff that i was like interested in uh-huh. and like uh so when i started like finding out about open mics and this is around the time i think comedy kind of had like it kind of you know its popularity kind of comes in peaks and valleys and around this time it was 2013 it was starting to get like cool again i guess would be mm-hmm. the way to put it and i just found an open mic and you know it was Halloween night, 2013. I yeah. figured nobody's going to be there, so it's fine. So yeah. I show up, and literally the only four audience members were my friends that found out I was doing it, and they were all in <laughs> Halloween costumes. <laughs> so that's great, yeah. dude. And then, uh, like Louis said, I just I f- it f- I felt a way. I felt excited about doing something for the first time in a long time, and I yeah. just kept going back. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you know, a few years went by, and I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this. Like I thought I had like like serious like commitment issues when i like try new things yeah and it's just like oh no 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 it's only commitment issues if i don't like it yeah so yeah hell yeah yeah so i just stuck with it and then i eventually like louis you know i feel like i'm i my trajectory is a little one step forward three steps back because right before covid hit i had made like the most money i had done doing stand-up within like the first two months of 2020 wow. as opposed to all that time beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, I've got it made. And then the world ended. <laughs> yeah. So coming out of COVID, like I felt like at that time I was in that transition period from going from feature to headliner. And then when COVID hit and I had all this time to be alone with my thoughts, I scrapped so much material. I was like, that's hack. That sucks. Yeah. You know, all this. So now I'm just kind of, I'm leaning more into the producing side of the things because unlike Louie, I, I hate traveling. You I, do? You okay. I, I can do it in small doses, but it's like one of those things like I have to have a lot of heads up and I have to already be excited about it. But for the most part, I don't. I, I just want to be home all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why I started feeling that more and more. And I think that's why I lean into producing because it's like if I still want to do this thing I like, I still got to find a way to make money from it yeah. without you know having to drive nine hours for a hundred dollars and no hotel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you love that well i was gonna say cut to the the walter Mitty military life yeah i'll field strip mres yeah make homemade shit i got a thermos of yeah. coffee and I'll just drive, baby. I'm yeah. in it. I'm like, all yeah. right, we're on a critter convoy. I will. I tour with Louie. I've done it once before. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I don't, here's the thing. I don't live for the traveling, but yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's not a big enough hurdle for me to not do this. Fair. And there is, for me, something freeing about just like getting lost on the road a little yeah. bit, but yeah. then having a fort to come home to. Yeah. Like I've been on the road for like too long. And you're yeah. like, I got, I got to go home. Like yeah. <laughs> people are like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> like, are, are you not having fun? I'm like, I don't know. I just yeah. need to go. So well, let me backpedal just a little bit. I, the only times I like traveling is like, if I can spend, you know, at least a few days 
in one place. Okay. Like yeah. I understand like a lot of times there's like one nighters and like some tours you go one city and then yeah. you're immediately in a car, you go to the next city. But I like, like when I was in Traverse city, uh, earlier this month, it was Thursday and we left Sunday. So I actually got to enjoy the town and I grant, yeah. I've been to Traverse city plenty of times, but it's like, I actually got to experience the city beyond just like, oh, I did my shows and then I maybe got breakfast there the next day. I actually got to feel like what it was like to be there for four days. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like that. You guys did the Traverse City um, Comedy Festival? Brett did. I I heard that was a blast. Yeah, I I heard it was a banger. Yeah. because of this will be the second podcast i say it was great on oh yeah, very so nice there you go. Hell I, yeah. I, I didn't really apply to a lot of stuff last year because i was i was pretty banged up so yeah I yeah like, i'm gonna chill like and by the time i heard it was going on it, it was like happening yeah like, oh okay so. and duke uh so i saw and duke at the uh like right after was that bolero Boulder, I don't know how oh, to say yeah, it. Bol- Bol- anyway, Bol- she's Bol- like, oh, it was so great. Why didn't you go? And because she, she like ran it, yeah. you know? And I was like, I wasn't invited, Anne. Like, <laughs> she's yeah, like, yeah. but I guess it like, uh, she, uh, I, she said like, you know, they'll have stuff, for a lot of stuff next year. She said it went great. And she was just like, it, it uh, the sign up. Like, how did you know there was a sign up? Uh, so my, okay. So I, uh, it's over with, so I can tell what happened. I yeah. got invited to perform. Hell yeah. So yeah. Peter didn't even announce the festival at this time. He called, he, he's like, Hey, can I call you? Which was kind of like, we're friendly, but we're not like close by any means. So he called me and he goes, uh, so we're starting a trip. I'm not going to do a Mike Jeter impression. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my voice physically, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> my voice physically cannot reach that level of i don't know <laughs> so lucky zach's not on this <laughs> podcast martina no no her car. <laughs> i know uh <laughs> all right that's okay but uh no mike just called me and he goes so we're starting a traverse city comedy festival i want you to bring your show comedy rumble yeah. and i'm sitting there just kind of like kind of politely just like yeah sure 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 you think i like i'm gonna convince 30 comedians to drive four hours to traverse city yeah we'll see uh, and, you know, as it gets closer and closer and I see how seriously he's taking it and I start to see like, uh, you know, like they got big headliners, they got big venues. I'm still there's still a small part of my brain that's going like they're not going to pull this off. There's no yeah. way because it's like I looked up the population of Traverse City. It's like between 10 and 20,000. And I assume most of that it's people that are there like seasonally. Yeah. Because of tourism. True. Yeah. 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 But pretty much every show was like packed or sold out. Um but I guess to bring it like full circle, he asked me to do it. And then I found out that they were taking submissions. I thought it was like a whole invite only yeah. sort of thing. But I found out way after the fact that they had like a limited period of time where they were taking submissions. So I was in hindsight, I was flattered that he just yeah. asked me to do it. So I didn't have to, you know, go through the ring. Yeah. So to I'm, to I'm over here sucking my own <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, oh, didn't get the invite. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I, Festivals in general, which could be <laughs> a question. Uh, to, if there's any comics listen to this, it's like, yeah, there's comedy politics. Yeah. Uh, and I see people get frustrated by getting denied from festivals. And I get it because I've yeah. been there. But I apply to so many festivals. I burn a paycheck and a half a year yeah. on festival yeah. submissions and then have to politely nod as every one of them's like, nah, yeah, yeah. nah, thanks for the money, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to use it so these other comics can have a good time. Yeah. So I will say it's a necessary evil, but uh, 
if there's comics listening to this, play play the game and and apply because when you do get into some cool ones, they rule yeah. and. You'll make some pretty awesome connections, and you'll be happy. You do. Yeah, hell so. yeah. True, but I do want to make the point too, and you would agree with this. Uh, you don't need to get into a comedy festival to do comedy in that city. No, like, like the no. only thing yeah. stopping you from doing that is you. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's the comedy festival is just kind of a easier gateway to certain things within that city, connections wise. But literally, just take a couple of your friends, split gas. Yeah, like. Especially if you're in your 20s, like as much as much as I hate traveling, I did a lot of it in my early 20s, yeah, yep. so that I could get stuff. Yeah, if there's if there's comics in their late teens, which that's a little early to start, but do you? Uh, but yeah, them early 20s, if you don't have any responsibility and you can flirt by on whatever money you're getting, just go. Yeah, get yeah. in your car, go travel, go everywhere. I've gotten more opportunities. Because we traveled and done stuff. I've gotten into festivals because we just got in the car and went somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you apply, they're like, oh, I know that guy. I yeah. He was cool. Yeah. Let yeah. Him but also in your early 20s, it's just like, you know, while you don't have back pain, where you do, when you yeah. don't have, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. crazy living expenses, yeah. when you can eat, you know, just McDonald's, you know, double cheeseburgers yeah, and not and, and not feel it the next day. <laughs> yeah, not, like not take advantage of the fact that <laughs> your body still functions normally. And yeah. you can do, you can sleep on floors, yeah, and just I'm also it, go as corny as it, go live because you're just you, you when you start doing comedy because I started when I was twenty and I just I didn't know what to talk about because I didn't have any life experience. True. So go live a life and you know have stories and learn <laughs> from it and just like you yeah know. yeah there's a there's a there's a bastardized Hunter S Thompson novel in most open mic startups if you're really driving and going yeah. and doing it. and yeah just doubling down on what brett said uh I, yeah and we were talking about earlier i'm 31 now yeah. and so like i can get away with doing the like sleep in a car yeah. drive all night but i can tell i'm like ooh, that's not i'm not recovering like i used to i'm feeling it True. a little bit more and yeah. then i i do know some comics that are road dogs in their 50s and they're like oh some of these things are young man's games yeah yeah where i'm like all right cool like uh, but yeah, I don't regret any of the traveling we did as younger comics or any of the dumb sh- we did. Cause I mean, yeah, it's, it's looking back on it now. I'm like, was it worth driving to Chicago to do yeah. six minutes? Hell yeah. Three and three on two different. No, <laughs> but it was awesome. No, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So um, like, yeah. It's interesting to hear you guys talk, right? Cause I, I, it's, you know, there's like a wide range of, uh, uh, people that have done this before, right? Which is cool because the whole point was for me to like get to know all these people. Because like, kind of like you guys, right? Like, you know, see you guys out, seem like really interesting people. Bring you guys are guys. like, ta- you know, I don't want to like be like, uh, uh, you know. So it's like a perfect way to like bridge that gap, right? So there's all these like younger people that are and almost okay. So you guys, you've been doing it ten. You've been doing it seven. 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 I'm in the eighth. So, so okay, yeah, so yeah. ten and eight, we'll say, yeah. and like. I'm sure you've seen a lot of like new crop of people come. Yeah. And I'm sure you see like maybe what maybe like in every group that starts thin in the herd. There's like one or two that make it, right? Maybe, maybe yeah. one, probably less than that. But do you get do you get kind of like you hear these people like these people talking like I applied to these festivals and it's so stupid and it's like they're they're in year 1. Like yeah, do yeah. do like what do you th- what do you in your head like what are you thinking when you hear that? 
Brett, you want to go first? Yeah, you go first. I got thoughts on this. Yeah, you go first. I I mean, I got thoughts, but you you go first, and then I'll just add. Okay. (laughs) Um, I yeah, I I hear that a lot, and uh, it's you know maybe this tier one grumpy old man stuff, but I was just so excited when I started. Yeah. That I just I I I would get rejected all the time. Yeah. And it would fuel me. And I, I, anybody wasting time on being like angry they didn't get into something or not getting booked, I'm like, cool, go write more and go to the mics you can get on and get good and keep showing up. And then also how you handle rejection, not just in life, yeah. you know, or not just in comedy, but in life, but how you handle rejection speaks to your character more than I think a lot of things. And kind of like you guys are saying, I'm I'm a kind dude. I'm pretty agreeable. Yeah. Uh, I also just kind of realized like being a son of a bitch helps <laughs> nobody. <laughs> like like if you, if that should you be get, the name of the well, podcast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, it's just like if you, if if you get like rejected from something and then you're an ass clown about yeah. it. And I'm sorry if you got to edit around all that. It's yeah. like. Uh, it, the people that rejected you are going to be like, whew, good call on that one. Yeah, that, totally. That guy probably sucks no, totally. at a party. So you're like missing the point. Right. And then and then I, I, I got into the Dunning-Kruger effect a couple of years ago. Uh, Dunning-Kruger What's that? What's that? curve. It's basically a, a scientific, they scientified the, the chart of you don't know what you don't know. So like um, people that are a year into comedy, and sometimes I'll have people that are months in at yeah. open mics talking to me and they're trying to talk shop with me. Dude. And I'm like, you don't even know what you don't know. And yeah. I'm not trying to be a dickhead yeah. about it. I'm yeah. just like, your perspective is so shallow yeah. that s- some of this isn't even comprehensible. Their, their perspective is they l- watch Andrew Schultz on Instagram yes. and they just yes. assume it's all about the grind. Right, <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, grind over funny. And yeah. I, I will say this. If you consistently show up, you work hard and you're kind to people. I'm paraphrasing a, a Conan quote I love. But it's like if you do all that and then you're funny and you, you know, you're working hard so you make your own opportunities, you your boat will come in. Yeah. And I, I've, I say this. I say this from the perspective right now. The, per, the pandemic set us all back a couple of years. And then a whole bunch of COVID cowboys, what I call them. A lot of people got scared into trying comedy. A lot of them sucked. Some of them rule. I am happy a lot of people started because some people rule that started from the COVID times. But it's like I am just now finally feeling good on stage. Yeah. Actually funny. So when people are like, oh, you think you're funny? I'm like, yeah, I've I've made pretty big crowds laugh. Yeah. I don't think I'm the funniest or the best for everybody. And I get if people don't like me, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, but it, like it took me a long time to even get perspective to measure myself. Yeah. So a year in, when people are saying that, I'm like, ah, don't like be angry because or be, you know feel the hurt because yeah. being rejected hurts. But fuel yourself with it, and then if comedy's really for you, like ooh, it's gonna be a road. Yeah. There are a few savants out there that will crush it to the top of the mountain in years, and bless them. I, yeah. I love those people because that's that's an inspiring story that can keep you going. But for most of us, it's probably going to be a crawl. And how you embrace the suck will make that crawl uh, either awesome or a total nightmare. And and so, I don't know. When I see new people that are upset, uh, I'm like, yeah, be upset. But also, you know, just, I keep, do. just keep going. To, so, spe- to, to piggyback on that, so, like, you're talking about how you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, I've been doing it. I started, like, a year before COVID. So I've been like, I think I'm like a year three and a half, technically. I don't know. I get confused. Year three and a half or four or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, I was trying to explain to someone like, 
they're like, how's comedy going? It's like, well, I still have to be like super annoying to get on shows to people. Like I got to bug them. But like once in a while now, someone will ask me to be on a show. So that's like the next level, right? And so like the quality of show I'm getting on is better. And it's almost like, I just did a show the other day, man. And it was with uh, Tim Finkel, Camilla uh, Bellario, and uh, Maher Mata. I don't know if you've met him yet. Uh, He's from like DC. uh, He's headlining the castle. Yeah, he's like pretty good dude. And so like I, you know, I was like the opener and I like introed and then like I'm like, I, you know, I kind of looked at how my thing went and then I'm watching how they did it and I'm watching how they like overcame the obstacles that I just like didn't have the tools for. And I'm like, oh, I suck. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's it's like I'm getting, yeah. So it's like I'm getting, I got, I'm getting better. But at the same time, like you get better, then you like get a little higher and you can see like the landscape and you're like, oh, wow. You know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like in a bigger world now, you know. That's the healthiest way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would love anybody that is vibing with what you just said. Check out the Dunning-Kruger chart because you start off thinking you're going to be way better than you are. Yeah. Then you get into it and you, you see how much there is out there and then you enter a pit of despair yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah. like from it's there you grow been, yeah, and eventually yeah. get out of it but i i do i love what you're saying like uh working with people that let you know how much you have to grow yeah. is so humbling and yeah, awesome that's cool it's yeah. just like oh yeah that's great levels man all right so what you he he kind of took the charge on yeah uh now where where we're, just, we're, yeah, yeah. I'll just fill in the blanks or just you know tag it uh, as far as when he said, uh, create your own opportunities, this is my, probably my biggest advice to any new comic is if you're upset that you're not getting booked and you're not getting opportunities you think you deserve, start your own show, enjoy the creative freedom and book the comics you want. Cause yeah. the easiest way to become a better comic is to run your own show. Cause you're going to learn how to be yourself on stage because yeah. it's your show. You have complete creative control. You're going to figure out how to be the most authentic version of yourself not everyone's going to like it, but it's your show, and that's how you are going to learn how to be a good comic. Like yeah. Hosting your own show is so valuable as far as learning how to run a show, but also learning how to MC. Like, yeah, true. I hate emceeing. I did it forever, for like yeah. three or four years, pretty much weekly. Yeah. But it's so valuable to know if you can do well to a cold audience, you yes. are people's introduction to comedy, and you can get them going. Like, if you even just get them going a little bit, you've done your job. But if you can kill in the MC spot, then you are just miles ahead of so many people. So, you know. I agree it, with that, man. I agree with but that. But just anytime time. I hear, especially, and it's funny because we were talking about like new comics that complain about stuff. Uh, I It's never, I've noticed lately, I mean, occasionally you'll still get people in their early 20s who complain about it, but that's just like, everyone's an idiot in their 20s i think that's true but it's i included it i mean when <laughs> i hear when it, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm still an idiot and I, like but <coughs> like if i hear someone in their early 20s complaining i'm more willing to forgive them because i know they're just being young and stupid and just kind of you know they want to do everything because they have all this energy and just all the time to do it yeah whereas i'll see people who are like start comedy in their 30s or their 40s who feel like because of their age they should be at a certain place at a certain time sooner not like entitlement but they yeah. just feel like they have a lot of catching up to do because they're like well i only have so much time to do this yeah and it's those people that i'm like dude you can't but they like 
they come across like the 20 year olds so it makes them look just so much worse when they have a sense of entitlement or There's insecurity you're an ageist well i'm 30 now i have to, to, <laughs> to keep the ageist thing going um i will say this though um i've seen that yeah but i've also seen older people who just kind of have grips on life and uh i think it's great when people start sorry to cut you off but like i love when i see guys who start comedy or just anybody just, who just guys not work. yes of course <laughs> but uh just i love guys. seeing people absolutely <laughs> yeah. but whenever somebody starts comedy in their 30s because they have a better idea of who they are as a person more than like i did when i started when i was 20 yeah like i had to spend my entire 20s figuring out who i was and i didn't learn some very significant things about myself until my late 20s which you know now that i know those things i can write about them and it makes me you know more unique more interesting yeah and it's more personal to me whereas you see a guy who starts in his uh early 20s like ryan brown he's only been doing it two or three years and that dude's a machine yeah Man. Early twenties or early thirties? Early thirties. Yeah, early thirties. Yeah, Ryan Brown. Early I think 30s, he's like yeah. yeah, I think he's like well, thirty-four. I yeah. was gonna say sometimes uh, I do see uh, the, the, the people who start older that act childish. I'm like, oh, that's just bad character. Yeah, I've seen older people in their thirties, forties, fifties, and then uh, I remember a gal in her sixties started, and just because they understand how to talk to other humans, yeah, they have empathy for showrunners, they know how to professionally uh, ask. To be on something, yeah, yeah. I've seen them crush inside of two years, yeah, because they they do have good perspective and they've lived a, enough life that they become pretty good comics p- pretty quick. So I I will say like I have seen some people who don't understand that comedy age and actual age are two different things. Yeah, because if I if I meet a comic who's been doing it for two years and they're say in their fifties, I'm like okay they definitely got me beat on you know roth roth iras <laughs> and you know 401ks yeah, and tax yeah. returns and you yeah, know yeah, how to how funny. to write a i don't know man email, i'm taking turmeric shots every morning oh, now we're basically the same person yeah, oh, we're wow. getting there. but my point being is sometimes they'll they'll have like gimme 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 i want Gimmies, i yeah. want energy yeah. for, at comedy and i'm like oh man like how are you that old but you still act like a child yeah when you don't and i don't know it's it's weird but i think Brett and I are also coming from an odd perspective of life where I'm like, this was our 20s. Yeah. Like, I'm a little jealous of that, to be honest. Hey, it's a double-edged sword, yeah, man. Like, oh, yeah. No, the pros, there's just as many pros as there is cons, for sure. Yeah. And, like, if this doesn't work out for us, like, that's that's rough life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will be at a Starbucks, and I'll, I'll Mickey Rourke my hand. See, I don't think <laughs> that's true, man. I don't think that's true because... Uh, and I, I do. I'll be Todd Berry at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. He's there a lot. Um, no, what I'm saying is like, so you, you all these skills that you've that you've uh, used to like navigate and like start shows and like figure out like the puzzle has to apply to somewhere. Has yeah. to apply to somewhere. But speaking of that, we I want to talk about I want I want to talk about this before um, we we do anything. So you guys are putting on a festival this weekend because we're gonna I'm gonna edit this tonight. Dang. And I'm gonna have this out tomorrow. I'm gonna you have this out tomorrow. Caffeine? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna have this out tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night at the latest, because that was what we talked about. We wanted to turn this over quick because you wanted to use this to like get the word out about. So yeah, talk about what's going on. Wearing harder. Than. <laughs> uh, th- th- Brett, I'm gonna let you lead the track. Yeah. Well, okay. So like, Louis just one of the featured performers on the yeah. bus. So uh, I told the story on another podcast, but Andrew Yang and I were both 
we were at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. One of us was doing a guest set. One of us was working the club. Yeah. We both done our sets. I asked Andrew. I was like, hey, can I talk to you? And he said, sure. Go in the green room. I, and it was almost like energy, like the first time you ask a girl out and you've just been thinking about <laughs> it all day. It was just kind of like, I was like, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, how would you feel about starting? And he just cuts me off and he goes, in Ann Arbor Comedy Festival? I go, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, yeah, I've been thinking about it for months. Oh, wow. So I think we just needed to hear each other say it out loud. And we just immediately... we went around the corner talked to the showroom manager and been like yeah. hey how do you feel about and they're like yeah let's let's get to it and you know she's 27 so she just has all the energy in the world and wants to do everything still yeah. so yeah, just like yeah. everything just andrew had two venues already blind pig and bloom yeah i had the most connections to the showcase so i was like all right we got three venues within walking distance of each other now we need a team it's basically i would consider this more andrew's festival because he's doing so much of the behind the scenes as far as talking to managers yeah and all that sort of stuff but you know everybody we asked has a different skill that he doesn't have as far as like you know flyering or just making stuff for social media yeah so it's you know me andrew yang jacob Barr, ella horridle bruce peich eric laux uh andrew joe buck i think that's everybody i was very impressed by the uh like you know it's like a first year festival you guys just started this year and I was super impressed by like the social media professionalism, like the way it looks, like the way you like announce people and the way it has like the uh, like background and how you like you've coordinated. You can tell like people that uh, you have on, like they kind of have a, a, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like there's like a system of announcing that like themselves that they're on. And it's like uh, you're doing a nice job, I yeah, guess. Like long story short. No, yeah. it was the first one we did invite only. We capped it at like. I don't remember. It was somewhere it was between like 15. And, I think it's between 15 and 20 because yeah. Comedy Rumble's half fest performers, half not. Yeah. But uh, we wanted it to be showcasing, like, not just Ann Arbor, but, like, Michigan's comedy scene as a whole for the yeah. first year because we kind of wanted to... It was... It's a first-year fest. <laughs> we wanted to use local people in case, you know, it didn't go exactly how we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. So if we decide to do it again... <laughs> we can't talk shit. Across the country, <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. smart. I, I smart. I will also say it was it was kind of humbling though because <clears throat> I was I've been planning on moving for a while, but things just haven't worked out. And I was driving to a show with Andrew Yang. Okay, and I remember him being like, "You you're moving? When? You you can't move?" And I was like, "What?" And then uh, you know, this was when I was crashing back in Detroit for a yeah. little bit, um, and I'm back in Lansing now. But uh, uh, when when I you know, figured out that I'm going to be here for another year. He then was like, oh, thank God, dude. <laughs> like, we're not putting anybody not from Michigan on yeah. other than headliners. I was like, oh, right. Man. So it was, it's very uh, humbling to be part of like an invite only. That's cool. Fest. But I will say kind of if anybody's like, well, why did I get invited? I'm, most of the people on this festival yeah. that aren't headliners, I'd be comfortable slapping <laughs> or or talking mad. Shit yeah, it's close. Their face. Yeah. Well, it's close. And it's also like like Brett was saying. If things go sideways here, it's like I'm, dude. I, this is my this is my comedy family. So I'm like, yo, I'm here to help. Uh, I appreciate that I'm also yeah. part of the local talent. But I'm like, anybody on that festival can double as like a runner, yeah, a seater. So it's just kind of like a lot of people that that have good comedy attaches, and then as a reward, we get to do some really yeah. cool shows. But I think in a year or two, this festival will probably be real big, and then the opportunity is going to be open to tons of comics not just from michigan but from around the country okay. i don't understand why people don't think like okay there is if there's like you guys are 
tight crew. Not a tight crew like where it's like off-putting, but like you're good crew, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. like like I said, comfortable. You, comfortable saying anything I really you've you've came up together. Yeah. You've came up together. Yeah. So like, let's say like I don't understand the problem with coming up with a uh like it's your idea, it's your guys' idea. Come up with a festival and you've and promote the people that you've come up with. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, what is complainable about that? Like, I don't understand. It's just any time anybody sees, like, a cool thing, they just want to be a part of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's really just all it boils down to. I'll defend to. the reptile brain. It's a little yeah. bit of that. Because I feel this, too. It's a little bit. It could be jealousy. could yeah. be envy. All them negative traits. But it's like, yeah, it's human. It's, I yeah, no, it's it. true. If somebody that's true. feels that, I'm like, I dude, yeah. I can empathize. Can't with help that. your feelings. You can't right. help your feelings. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's, I totally get that. But. Also, like Brett was saying earlier, like a lot of these people worked really hard to make this happen. Yeah. And it goes back to the little red hen where it's like, all right, who wants to help make this happen? Yeah. And what's the little most, red hen? I forgot. Uh, it's a, it's it's a, a kid story, right? story about the chicken or the hen that's yeah. like, who wants to help me make this bread? Like the whole story. Yeah. Everybody's like, nah, I'm licking myself right now. <laughs> and then at the very end, she's like, who wants to help me eat this oh, bread? Everybody and everybody's does. like, I do. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, nah, yeah. you don't help. Yeah, no yeah. bread for you. That's so anyways, uh, besides Andrew Jobeck, I think everybody's <laughs> put in their work. You know? <laughs> just no, that's cool, man. I don't I feel bad her. about that. I oh. said on a different podcast that Andrew Jobeck got hot. He needs to be brought back to earth. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think he's attractive at all. <laughs> I mean, in that kind of like, is he okay kind of way, you know? <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> I, I can't help, I can't help you with this. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm All right, there's two things. There's two things I want to talk about, and we're going to go his and then yours, right? Okay. So I was so, uh, I was so like, I wish I had come into comedy a little bit before because I could never navigate into it because I just was like, I didn't, ha- I don't know, I just never figured it out. But I always wanted to like go and like check out, and I probably could have. I just like. I don't know. It just seemed like it was something I didn't understand. The salsa parlor. Oh, yeah. Because that sounded so cool. That was oh, a comedy man. show in yeah. a college town in yeah. a college house. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. That was, what that was, was that like? That was my baby. What um, was that like? Yes. I, I, I wasn't joking when I said I peaked. Like, yeah. I don't think I, I have to say this. I don't think Louis is autistic by any means, but I've never seen somebody so dialed into something he cared yeah. about. Yeah. More. yeah. Dude, I, I love. So, yeah, man. Um, it started off. Uh, the roots of it were from before my time running uh, Salsa Parlor or before that 1542, which was a house yeah. I had before Salsa Parlor. There was a guy named Tom who ran a show out of his house. He moved and I was yeah. like, hey, can I do an East Lansing house show? I, I thought it was cool. He gave me his good graces and I just went for it. Yeah. And I, you know, once a month for years would clear out my living room. I built benches. I hand drew posters because I didn't know how to get yeah. people to make posters like yeah. it, was, it was like i just everything i i was putting my heart and soul and money into this thing and for years at the first house 1542 it turned into something i couldn't believe like the yeah. whole town eventually it what it felt like to me would show up and there were people yeah. in the yard and we'd have bonfires after and then salsa parlor sounds the best man it was great salsa parlor uh turned into living with four other comics and it, it kind of ad hoc people called us a comedy frat but we were all like older and it just a lot of us are way more nerds than we are party animals. Yeah. So instead of like people are like, what do you guys do? Lines of coke off each other? It's like, yeah. nah, Zach Some of that I'll have to Atari. edit, but that's okay. I do Imperial Guard. Like, <laughs> I'm watching Jimmy pro wrestling and doing yeah. yoga in the yeah. living room. It was, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was lame by day. But by night, like the salsa parlor was 
a monthly showcase I'd, I'd put on. And the spirit of it was basically all my friends in comedy would never fucking hang out because yeah. everybody would have different shows. Yes. And so I was like, if we trick them into thinking this is a show, yeah. then they have to party after. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it was. Sounds uh, amazing. It man. was it was it was a blast. And, you know, flyer in the town. We had college kids, but we we it was for the town. It would be half townies. Yeah. So everybody would always be intimidated. Like, I don't want to be around all these college kids. There was like uh, Vietnam veterans. That's what I thought. Like I was like, oh, I was like, I want to go to this, but I don't uh, want to be like I, old dude. I you would know? always try to shout, and I'd literally <laughs> shout into the camera on my phone, like everybody's welcome. Yeah, I mean it, and like I'm not joking. We had draft dodgers next to non veterans, uh, drug dealers next yeah. to state troopers. Nobody gave a f- at yeah. the house. Yeah, we, we were did. there to have a good time, and I, I will say this: the maybe the most beautiful thing about that show is like we never had a show that went south. Like not not I we don't have a nightmare story. There was one time I got in a fight with a roommate, but I'm like that that's just roommate. Shit. Yeah. But I mean like nothing tragic. And the one time the cops did show up, I wasn't up, the roommate. No, you were. <laughs> the the one times the cops did show up, it yeah. was the funniest goddamn thing. Uh, sorry, it was yeah. the funniest thing ever because the first roommate to like interact with him was wearing a, our other roommate's kimono and tidy whities and he had oil who was it who was it, it was zach Bricard. <laughs> and if you know zach Bricard, it's the funniest yeah. physical image of this little dude wearing jimmy couture's kimono and it's two female cops who are like who lives here yeah and all these people point to zach and he just just like a suave sexy like uh, uh the, the dude from the graduate anyways yeah he, he turns dusty around and goes, yeah dusty hoffman he just he turns around and goes Don't say oh. dusty like you know him. oh yeah. dusty. Dude, hey, dusty Hop. Him. no but anyways Picard just turns around and goes oh i live here <laughs> <laughs> and like he just and shenanigans ensued from there but yeah, yeah man, man. It, it was uh that you know th- as much fun as it was and like buying all the beer and just the craziness that it was going back to what brett uh, brought up earlier i was dialed in because yeah. like i wanted it to be the best possible comedy show i could put on for my friends and the crowd having a great time was like the cherry on top yeah and i just it was for the love of the game that's it's so and pure it's yeah, such a it, pure it, thing but it, it taught me you know hosting skills yeah. it taught me logistics of like party planning for real yeah uh, budgeting like uh, all kinds of stuff that you don't really think about when you're blasted drunk, but yeah. when you're putting on a, a show like that, there's tons of pre-prep, the show, and then cleanup, and and then you know uh, an after-action report type yeah. deal. Yeah, and yeah. So you know, again, m- make your own stuff and make it cool, and people will figure it out. That's awesome. Also, man. people gravitate towards <laughs> you know people doing their own thing because yeah. it's not traditional. So, you know, I think people get stuck in this, like this idea that there's one way of like, like they get so caught up in like, oh, I have to make it or I have to get in my foot in the door here by this certain point that they lose sight of like the fun part of stand up. Yeah. That, like, that house show was like, yeah, the show itself was great, but like the hangs, yeah. those were like legendary. I, I know. I'll leave it on this. I it love was, the hangs. It was probably the most authentic and from what old punk rockers told me, m- punk rock thing I've ever done. Hell yeah. And like. To be kind of a suburbanite nerd, that was I was like cool because uh, yeah. all it was is heart, soul, and fun, and yeah, man, I wish you could have came I out. Know. But, you know. I know. That's I also my favorite thing perfect. about it personally was just like it kind of felt like the audience wise you like he was touching on it earlier. It wasn't just you know college kids. It felt like the Breakfast Club yeah. of comedy audiences. It was because <laughs> we all. 
you know, as much as like, you know, people have misconceptions that like people would assume Louis just been a jock his whole life, yeah. you know, and then Zach's just a pretty boy. And then, you know, James Couture is just a well hung theater mage. That's funny. Um, all right, just put some context. So you, real quick. Yeah. So I, you know, I, whatever. Um, I just want to put some context so people can understand. So you had mentioned autistic, and you had called him autistic, just to put a little context <laughs> on people throwing that term. Can you explain? Oh, I love context. Continue. All right, no, but like you are, you are autistic, correct? Yeah. Okay. 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 So just throwing that word, it's a lot. That's you know, people might think that's <laughs> like, like not out of love. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes. Okay. Other okay. times you're like, damn it, Brett. All right. All right. <laughs> We're only laughing because when I, I, I revealed it to these guys, yeah. I, I did it like it was like a big thing, like, oh, I have cancer or something. Yeah. And then they, and then they, this, this, this guy, he's just, just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> That's, yeah, great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I, I That's lived great. with him for a year. Yeah. And you would just hear him pacing constantly. Yeah. And just the idiosyncrasies. I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but I'm not shocked yeah. by this diagnosis. You're like, nobody watches all. pro wrestling for nine hours yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the living room. Just, just the detail-orientedness of how you would do your comedy or walk around. Yeah, yeah. You told me you trim the fat, or you trim the fat on jokes and people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, now now we're gonna go to your show, which I would give you a compliment. I think that is like your sh- the idea for that show to like. You automatic. It's like genius because you're automatically gonna have a great audience every time because like if like that's a big show and you I'll let you explain it but like to me I'm like looking at this and I'm like this dude's a genius because you're wow. guaranteed. Well, I'll, I'll I'll you explain it first and then I'll explain why I think you're a genius. No, that's, All right, go that's ahead. very nice. I'm like laughing because I've never been told that. Well, listen, okay, I'll explain why. I'll explain why. <laughs> sure. So like you're <laughs> trying to like <laughs> No, listen, <laughs> listen though. <laughs> so like you can take that show freaking anywhere, right? It's anywhere. And like also like a show around here, so you put 30 comics on, right? There's 30 comics. Yes. How many of those comics are going to bring? Let's say What's the average bring that they're going to, because they're on a, the Comedy Rumble, like they're going to bring, like what, a friend at least? Maybe. Maybe? Or like maybe if they don't, someone's going to bring a couple? You'd be surprised how when we first started the show, that was kind of my thought process. Yeah. It's not as much that as I thought it would be. Okay, well maybe I'm wrong then, but I just seem like it's no, like you're a, not wrong, a perfect it's show. It's not as much as I thought that trajectory would okay. be at the start. So when I started doing the show, because like Louie was talking about, like he, like he did Salsa Parlor, like it was just like a passion project. Yeah. And me i was like producing like another show at the time or i was a producer for someone else at that time for another show and one of the other producers her name's heather J. I think yeah. she lives in la now uh she said it was around christmas time she's like you know what comics never hang out they they, they talk at the shows but they never hang out they never like party anything yeah. like that so it was around christmas time and i was like well i've always wanted to do like a wrestling themed comedy oh, show okay and my favorite wrestling event every year is the royal rumble it's every january it's yeah. 30 wrestlers it's you know they're not doing stand-up obviously but yeah. you know i liked like there's something about like i wanted like people to be excited about comedy the way wrestling fans get excited about that show so we tried it and you know i've tweaked it a bunch when we first started it it was you know comedians did two minutes each oh my god an hour yeah and we've since tweaked it to 90 seconds 45 minutes seems to be the sweet spot yeah yeah but um we did it once and you know we drew between like 30 and 50 people so you're not wrong to say like you know everybody invited a friend or two but you know as the second that show was over me thinking like oh everybody's gonna hang out it's like four days from christmas we're gonna have a great time yeah 
they all were just like, oh, let's go to that other mic. Really? Yeah. Because I, I thought that was the best part. I only been to one, and that was a great part of the vibe. Oh, you'll be at, you'll be at another. Oh well, no, no, thank you, thank you. But uh, but like I was like that seemed like a great time. That seemed like an absolute yeah, great time. No, that was the reason I kept doing yeah. it is because like at it was at a place called Sellerman's, you know, which is a uh, meadery, I think is yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah so and you know it no meter. longer exists, you know, R.I.P. But uh, those guys, they loved it. They uh, you know they were busy. So yeah. for them to make significantly more money on a Thursday and they were cool. Cause like, you know, it was only at the time I was like, I don't want to charge a ton of money for something I don't even have figured out. So it was like $5, you know, a ticket and they gave me a hundred percent of the door at yeah. the time. So I kind of figured out the format for that show. Well, I should say, so the format is 30 comedians, 90 seconds each one winner. Um, and it took five or six shows to figure out the format because we even did one show called The Greatest Comedy Rumble. <laughs> we did 50 comedians. <laughs> and that's too that's, that's too much, right? Too much. Yeah. We walked a few people. And they even came up to me. I was working the sound box introducing people. A few people came by. They said, this is really fun, but we got kids and yeah. we got to get up early tomorrow. So thanks for the show. But just if you see us walking out, it's yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. With, yeah. So, you know, I'm somebody the way my brain's wired is like I learned through patterns. So after like five or six shows, I started tweaking the format. So 90 seconds, 45 minutes, like tops, the competition portion yeah. goes. Uh, we started adding like a closing comic and we made it like a tradition that smart. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we uh, usually like it, the tradition was have somebody who's won the show, who's proven themselves. So, and the incentive too is you get to do a longer set in front of a big crowd, but it's also a paid spot. Yeah. And then we started implementing like judges as warm up backs. And we started doing that because initially I would just go up and say, Are you guys ready to comedy rumble? Yeah. And then we just get into it and it would take, you know, sometimes five to ten comics for yeah. them to get the idea of the show or to get acclimated to stand up where now you know i have two to three judges slash warm-up backs usually the warm-up backs are the judges they've proven themselves they've won before so why not use them they all do five minutes so that everybody at that club or that venue in general has ordered a drink gone to the bathroom they are so acclimated to stand up at that point that every comedian whether they drove three minutes or three hours you know, has a fair chance at winning. Mm -hmm. So whenever anybody complains like, oh, I'm number whatever, I'm not going to win. I've had people win at spots 1, 2, 5, 6, 10, 16, 23, and 30. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a nice sample size. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't know every number people have won, but I know enough that it covers like the full, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. It just matters because Louis won the show before, so he can yeah. tell you. It's it's any given Sunday. Like, I mean, I've talked with other people who have won. Yeah. And I'm like, most of us feel like it was a fluke. Yeah. Because it's like, there's 30 real good comics, and it's like anybody could just have that sweet set. Yeah, you catch a heater. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. Which I got, dude. I got a I got a slow pitch where I was like I am gonna crush this. <laughs> okay, can I tell the, the story? Yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Because he has one of my favorite. So the reason I've grown to love this show so much personally, and why I feel the way about Comedy Rumble Louis does about Salsa Parlor, is uh, there's moments in the show that make me go why I do this or why I love it so much. Yeah. And Louis is one of the funniest because he got added to the show like two days before. Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang had to drop. Funny story about Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang has had to drop from Comedy Rumble twice 
in the comic that replaced him both times, one show. <laughs> Noah Chap, Louis Michael. That's great. Anyway, That's great. Louis finds out like two days before. I, I just texted him. I didn't even do my usual copy and paste message. I send people. I just said, hey, man, I had a drop for Comedy Rumble. You in? And he just, yeah, sure. I don't have a show. Yeah. He comes in. He's done it before at this point. He's been a finalist. So he just, he knows what it's like. He's just kind of like, yeah, so it'd be a spa, it'd be a fun hang, whatever. Uh, he's like five. I think you're like number five, I think. Five or six. Uh, yeah, six. You were, you were early in the show. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying this to be mean to her, but it was just, it, he played off it so perfectly. Uh, Emma Stevenson, who's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. And a friend of mine, Ann Lewis, uh, goes up before. And like I said, she's very funny. She's doing a bit. I, I don't know if I had seen her do it. It something about, you know, like men not being able to f- or something. <laughs> and the audience just isn't really feeling it. Yeah. And we feel bad because she got a couple laughs. But like that one particularly, like kind of lost him a little bit. Yeah. And she gets off. And then Louie comes on, and this is something I encourage people to do. Listen to something the comic before you said, because it could be the easiest layup. Yeah. Louie goes on stage. <laughs> first thing, he's at, first, first words out of his mouth, I found the... <laughs> you would have thought it was Bernie Mac Def Jam. Yeah. It was yeah. wild. Yeah. Like, even he was like, oh my God, it yeah, works. I was, I was taking... I was, yeah. so I was pacing behind stage, like, oh, this is either going to work or not. Because, yeah. like, if they hate it, they hate it. But, yeah, it just kind of came out being the goof i am i was like oh so i just found the and it just i had to stop i've almost never done that that's the best feeling when you're killing so hard it screws up your pace yeah i was like holy and dude yeah like he had to almost do that thing where he's he started laughing like genuinely because he's like i can't believe that worked yeah Yeah. and like it was like the energy in the room is like what i love is when people kill on my show it harkens back to that like that gut reaction where you like you know people are table pounding their yeah. feet are yeah. tapping and stuff yeah. like glasses clinking yeah. i love that and like he was the first comic and like people had good sets up until that point but he was the guy who like created like the chain effect like there was like a hot streak of like five or six comics yeah, yeah. that was that. that was a lot of fun also i will say this i heard the judges who were buddies like actually laughing pretty hard there you go and when you make your friends who are like also very good comedians yeah. laugh pretty hard you're like oh yeah i'm on one yeah, night, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah and then the crowd i will say this this is maybe the coolest comedy feeling i've ever had the crowd hadn't memorized my name yeah so when i came up as a finalist you want to yes because okay. this is I, yeah. I i feel bad because i know exactly it, nah, what you're just, gonna say it but it's, awesome. this is yeah. this was the part that i was gonna get to my favorite thing watching is like like he said we're in the general like scheme of things we're still just unknown Midwest, you know, Michigan comedians. But particularly at Detroit House of Comedy, I saw this, and Mark Ridley's. Like, Detroit House of Comedy, you come through a curtain. Ridley's, you come through a door. People don't remember comedians' names in the finals, so it's like a reveal when they open the door. So he comes out, and just having 390 people so excited to see you. Like, they put together in their head, like, who they thought the finalist should be and then when they're validated yeah and then he goes up and then what was your first line uh, the second one i was like yeah. I, I think i was like i'm still getting after it no no, no <laughs> it was it was uh all right best make a wish ever oh yeah, yeah no after that yeah i was talking yeah i did because uh, i was doing my dyslexia just having fun stuff. man yeah Dude, yeah it but the roar that second time that is the first time as a comic where i was like oh this is my set to have a bad time on now because it's 
it's they're ready for it. So as long as I have fun, they're going to keep with me. And like, it's one of those things that can keep you going when you have those dog shit Mm -hmm. sets where you're like, all right, like I did have fun doing this at one point in my (laughs) life. So um, no, man, I, I'm sorry. I just interject. Yeah. No, it's great. I interjected you because I was so excited to get to that part. Trust me. I mean, we'll stop stroking each other off about the show, but yeah, the comedy rumble is a good time. No, it's dope. And uh, again, I've lost it more times than I've ever yeah. won it and will. Like, it's just statistics. Yeah. It, it, to anybody that's like slighted or is a bad time on those shows, I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Just go to have you a can, good time. We can't. Can. Yeah, go. Can. go yeah. Also, yes. too, that's another thing when you were talking about like the ego thing is, and this is something I found out like at that show specifically because he showed up like right before the show started. Mike Green, who books one night stands, he came into the green room and he just came over. He walked up to me, shook my hand, said hi, said hi to some people he knew. Him and Stan, the actual owner, yeah. were in the audience scouting people. Yeah. And they talked to between five and ten comics that competed that night. And yeah. I don't know how many of them actually got weekends, but I, I know he talked to Louie. Every one of them. Andrew yeah. Jobuck he yeah, talked to, yeah. Elena yeah. Bamfield, Danielle Bensley. He asked for a lot of people's information, and that stuck with me because I was like, okay, I need to put... And I have... We, we have a show at uh, Ridley's in April. Bill Bouchard's coming to scout people. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he's going to... I think he's booking like everything at some yeah. point yeah i don't want to misspeak bill so i'm sorry if i blow your cover but like you know i think that's known yeah i, I know he's known. booking like mcs and features yeah. but i think he's booking everything at a certain point like the fact that like you know he's like yeah i'll come watch i'm like cool i'm gonna book these five to ten people that have been trying to get in here that yeah. i think are ready or at least you could give a shot to maybe. yeah hell yeah so I, again uh <laughs> might have to step out and use the restroom here but um we're in the business of being good time Charlies. And like I said, how you handle that is, you know, it's going to play. Like if you have a really good set, but you don't move on, you'll, you could still get work. I, that's happening. That's, at so yes, many competitions. yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Just have fun, do yes. good. And I guarantee good things will come. There's 30 comedians. Right? One of them runs something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. No doubt. Yeah. And just yeah. make some friends, man. Yeah. That's going to go a long way. Uh, guys, we did an hour. We've yeah. like passed an hour. Perfect. This was awesome. Yeah. Is there anything All you guys right. want to uh, 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 get out before we shut it down? Uh, yes, I do. I yeah, want to show you something because it's been on my mind forever and I just need you to know it. Let me see if I can. Well, while he's picking that up, I'll do a shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Treetown Comedy Fest. Yeah, March please 1st do that. through the 4th. Gonna rule. Beth Stelling, Sam Taylor, our top dog headliners. Everybody else. They've got other headliners, but everybody else on that festival is going to rule. It'll be a good time. If you're a comic listening to this, don't be salty. Just come hang, man. It'll be a good time. I mean, I, I don't think you're salty, but if yeah. you are salty and you were thinking about coming to hang, just come hang. And then um, and then, uh, can I do a shameless plug for me? Just plug it all, dude. Uh, plug just it all. Louis D. Michael on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, new podcast, The Warm Up, where it's just 15-minute drive to the that. gym. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, ask me questions. I'll, I'll answer them on the gym. Don't have to be gym questions, but whatever. Thank you. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. This is oh, cool. yeah. So, yeah. Ahead, uh, my Instagram's just my name spelled how it is. So if you see it in the... Uh, I'll put it in the thing. Yeah. I'll put it in the thing. Yeah. It's just, just my name. And then uh, follow Comedy Rumble because that's the thing I care about more. But I only wanted to share this with you because uh, it blew my mind and I was in denial of it for a while. You look a lot like my dad and it freaks me <laughs> Let's out. Let's see. Let's Whoa. see. Oh, Wow. Yeah, um, no, I wish I, I had a better it. picture, but I think yeah. that one does it justice. That's great. That's yeah. great. I gotta see this. That's yeah, put great. that as like the picture for yeah. that. For <laughs> the, <laughs> isn't that oh insane? My God, isn't dude. that freaky? 
Oh my that is Mark, freaking. you look like his dad on deployment. Genetics, man. <laughs> Genetics. We gotta take a picture. We gotta yeah, take a picture. Yeah, uh, that was that was like top notch. Oh, thanks, dude. Guys, dude that flew by. I was I'm trying to reach past the ceiling like I was building shit, so I could be at peace, have children, and chill with them. Move to Greece with my woman friend and lease some villages. There's no limit, like Master P. I'm sealing it, signed and delivered. You feeling that? What's really big? What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it, they really could. Get it, man, forget it. I wish they would. What's really big? What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it, they really could. Get it, man, forget it. I wish they would. I had to give the gas a touch, mash the clutch. Cause going fast is a habit to cut it. I go past, leave you back in my dust. Like road rash, make you cats go crash in the back of a truck. I'm like Bruce Lee, bad as they come. Coming back like his son, Brandon. Smacking actors with guns and landing. Like Michael after slamming the dunk. On the run, way to heaven, cause that's where Kevin is from. Like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum. Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing. And that's no question, so guessing is dumb. But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done. I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums. But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young. So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning. Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting. What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, what's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would